about, you know, we, we've been in the year of elevation. God spoke to us last January and December and January to, this is going to be a year to elevate. And uh, I don't want to finish this year out without reminding us and without, and without really grasping a hold of what God said this year. Because I really believe that it's going to, we need that to get to what God has for us in 2020. Amen. And on Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, very familiar portion of scripture. If you've been a Christian any amount of time, you probably either have this scripture memorized, you have it on your wall at home, but you know this scripture. It's very familiar. You've heard it many times. Matthew 6.33 in the New King James Version reads like this. We'll, we'll read it. We'll pray and I'll let you be seated. Amen. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. I want, I want you to shout out the word seek. I want you to shout out seek. I want you to shout out chase. I want you to shout out, man, I'm looking for God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit here tonight. I pray, God, that you would use me tonight in these moments that I have to speak your word. That, Lord, that it would come out with clarity, with understanding. And that, Lord, that the Spirit of the Lord, my God, would move in our midst. We love you. We thank you. We know that your word says wherever there are two or more people gathered in your name, there you'll be in the midst of us. And we feel your presence now. We feel your Holy Spirit. I just only pray now, God, you just anoint me with a seven times greater anointing tonight to minister to your people. In Jesus' name, and everyone said together, amen, amen, amen. Turn to somebody and say, it's good to have, see you here tonight. And uh, God bless you. You can be seated. Let's give it up for our music team. I love our music team, man. They're gonna, these guys, I just love to see they, the way they just, you know, they don't come up here and perform. They just, they, they do perform for an audience of one. Just for the Lord. Amen. Well, we're at the end of the year. We're just like, what, 27 days away? We're 31 days in December? Yeah, today's the 4th. So we're like 30 and a half days away from, and it'll be, we'll officially be out of the teens of the 2000s. We are leaving a, we are leaving a, a one decade. See, it's not just, we're not just going into a new year. We're actually going into a new decade. Huh? It's crazy when you think about it like that. And and we're 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 ending a generation. This is generation Z, right? Well, I don't know. We were talking about that earlier. What is the next generation going to be called? You know, is it millennials and the X, Y, Z, and what's the next one going to be? And somebody had a couple of, of uh, theories, you know. Uh, maybe we have to go back to the A's. So you're going to be the A generation. What's up, A? You know what I mean? And it's like, we don't know. We're not sure what we're going to be. Uh, Devin thinks it's going to be Generation Alpha. Alpha and Omega, you know, A. I said, okay. We don't know, but we do know this. We're ending one thing. We're shifting from one decade into another decade. We're shifting into that. We're changing seasons into a whole new realm. I don't know if you, if you sometimes you don't catch this right away you, until you talk about it. It, it seems like transition just keeps on going because, you know, you don't actually stop and then everything just stands still and then you wait for a while and then it changes. It's not like that. It's, it's, it's kind of, transition just kind of happens like simultaneously. And as we end this generation, it's a very big transition because we're shifting into a new season. 
And this next season requires, according to what the word of the Lord, according to the prophetic word that God gave us last November and December for January, and as we brought it out on the very first, I went back to all my messages all the way back. I have them all archived. I went back to January. I think it was January the 4th was the first time I preached on a Sunday morning to our church. I had preached to the leaders before that, but but to the church. And on that day, the Lord spoke to us. And he said, this is your year to elevate. And we, we, we've heard, I, I mean, hundreds of messages, obviously. We, 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 because discipleships, the men's and women's homes, the recovery homes, we, 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 the victory homes, the life groups, and Wednesday night services, and Sunday night services. And we've had women's discipleships and men's discipleships. And we have gang services and kids services. Literally hundreds of messages with the word elevate. As, as a substance of what God wanted to do this past year in 2019. Well, not past, it's we're still in it. And so the word elevate, when God gave us that word elevate, we broke it down. We broke it down about how God wanted us to go to another level, how God wanted us to elevate our thinking and elevate our mentality and th- elevate our hearts and elevate uh, all the, the important things of our lives, elevate our convictions and see, I, I, as I was just in the, my office all day today, just praying and just just getting a hold of God, and, and I wrote this down so that there's no way that we can enter 2020, not this group right here, we can't enter 2020 without elevating certain areas of your life that God requires you, but what, what, what God has for you in 2020 requires that you elevate in a few areas of your life before this year's over. And maybe you, you have, you, have uh, you know, procrastinated on on some of the things you should have done. Maybe you didn't uh, capitalize on some of the areas where you could have elevated. Maybe you just said no, or maybe you got too busy. But whatever reason, for whatever reason you didn't elevate in a certain area, God is saying, you still have a little time before I shift you into 2020. Because in 2020, you know the word 20, when you hear 2020, the first thing you think about is glasses and vision. Or 2020 vision. Everybody, I think everybody knows that. When you have 2020 vision, it's the best vision you can have. And so, in order to be able to see what God has for you, if you want to walk into your prophetic uh, deck, your prophetic, uh, uh, what God has spoken to you about for your life and your future, and if you want that, then you've got you've got to take the steps, and you there's got you've got to walk in the process to get to where God wants to take you. And tonight, I'm, I'm here to let you know tonight, you can't go into 2020 without elevating the Samarias. Are you ready to elevate? God wants you to elevate. See, our vision as a church in 2019 was to elevate every area of our ministry. Now, we didn't accomplish every single area, but there's a lot of areas that we elevated in. As a leadership, we were challenged to elevate in our leadership capacity and our leadership quality of leading. And again, we didn't hit the highest marks of every area, but we we elevated in that area. As individuals, we were challenged all year long to elevate in our personal lives, to move above the limits and 
move past obstacles and, and past mountains that were stopping us and to climb and elevate, climb into places we'd never have been to before. Everything that had been holding us back from our, from our future and from the prophetic that God had for us. Listen, everything that was pathetic, we wanted to have the prophetic. That's what we were talking about all year long. We were talking about, like, you know what? I can't stay where I'm at no more. I can't be right in this position in my life anymore. I've got to make the steps up. And that was going to take some climbing. Like, we, we even used the, the Mount Everest climb as an analogy to get to the highest place, the highest summit where the, most that men can ever climb in the, around the globe. Listen, I want you to know something right here that God challenged us to elevate. And I know a message like this, I want to encourage you tonight. But there's some of you are going to be very vulnerable to hearing and saying, man, I didn't elevate. I feel bummed out. Don't be bummed out tonight because there's still some time. I said, don't get all bummed out on yourself. Don't say, wow, man, I could have been a better leader. I could have been a better husband. I could have been a better father. I could have been a better wife. I could have been a better employee. I, man, I could have done more at my job, man. My boss is just kind of, no wonder he ain't gave me a raise. It's because of me. I'm feeling all down. No, you got to get out of that kind of mentality because God, God wants to change the way you think about yourself. He wants you to think. He wants you to start thinking ways. He wants you to elevate the way you think about things, period. Some of you think about things too negatively, and God said, it's time for you to begin to think in the positive. It's time for you to elevate the way you think, your mentality, period. We were challenged to raise the level of our convictions this past year, not to cross lines. We were challenged, man, heavily. I, man, I made some altar calls in this house. We got some great preachers in our house. And we brought in some great preachers throughout the whole year. And I was challenged, man. I was challenged to make altar calls. See, we were challenged to, to elevate in our character. I heard Pastor Saul in some of the little snippets from Instagram this past week as he spoke to the leaders in South Africa at the conference. And he says, you know what? What we need is we don't just, we don't just, we, we need more than all commitment and more than all the, all the talent. We need character. And so we were challenged, man. I know I personally challenged men around me and couples around me to, 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 to enhance and to elevate and to climb up to new levels of their character and conviction. And see, I'm getting ready to elevate every area, God said. And then we said, okay, let's do it. And we thought, well, he'll just, he's going to get us and just pick us up. But that's never the way it's done like that. He don't just, get, he don't just come along and elevate you. You have to take steps. You look at any, any, any character in the Bible. You look at David. You look at Abraham. You look at Moses. You look at the Apostle Paul. Look at any one of those. Jesus went through a process to get elevated. Think about it for a moment. You never just, okay, I'm ready to get elevated. and you, It doesn't work like that. There's a process to your elevation. And, and the Lord told us, elevate your faith. Elevate your prayer. Elevate your vision. Elevate your mentality. Elevate your, your influences and your outreach and the, those at work and the people around you and all those that you influence. Elevate your serve. Elevate your, your, your church. Be part of the elevation of this church. Elevate God's name around your family. The Lord's name around your city, and even elevate our ministry and say, you know what, go to people you've never went to before and let them know and say, you know what, have you heard that God's still changing lives? 
Just because the newspapers say there's no hope doesn't mean that's not true because there is hope. We know there's hope for people to be changed. So God is saying to us all year long, man, elevate every area of these areas. See, basically we were challenged to elevate and and, and the, the greatest area that I could pick as I went through a bunch of messages and I went through a bunch of 2019 archives from, from January all the way now is basically the, the most important thing that I feel I needed to bring out tonight. And Sunday I'm going to bring out something else. But tonight I felt like I, it had to be the thing that you had to get. This is the core group right here. You come on, you, you come to everything. You're always in service. You're on Wednesdays. You're Sundays. You go to every discipleship. You're the ones, man. A lot of you are from the gang. You're here on Friday nights too and you're still here tonight. And, and, and you're here in the core. And the Lord is speaking to this group right here and saying, because what what, not only Elevate was our local vision, our local word that God gave us, the prophetic word for, the, for our church right here, but internationally internationally our 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 whole vision our whole vision statement i guess if you will our whole our theme for the year that past sunday our founders and sister julie that they gave us was relentless pursuit we heard it all year long and all kinds of different every single banner had relentless pursuit and everything all the videos had relentless pursuit and so we tied in our elevate with relentless pursuit and and what i did once i I was studying for this, I thought to myself, you know what? The one area that God really challenges us more than ever is for us to elevate in our pursuit of God. If I was going to put a title to this message tonight, I would say elevate before, the, before it's too late, before the end of the year, elevate your pursuit of God. There's nothing more important as I've been young and now I'm older. Now I know there's nothing more important than being in the presence of God. See, then the meaning of elevate from the dictionary is it's some simple, some, some simple, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, going to another level. But when you look at the Greek and, and, and you look at the Hebrew and you look at different, depending on where you're, where you're studying at, if you're in Old or New Testament, it means to raise up and to lift up and to, to raise from the ground or to take up, even take up stones, to raise upwards or to lift your hand. And it also, the dictionary, uh, uh, reads like this, the act of raising from a lower place or a lower condition or a quality to a higher quality. Instead uh, uh, of maybe material things, persons, the mind, the voice, the elevation of grain, elevation to the throne. There's so, so many different uses for it. But it, it also means the condition of being taken from this height to another height, to elevate, to, to being exalted. It also means uh, it's raised up or elevated in a, to a place or a station as from a ground to, from the ground to a hill, or from the bottom of the base of the mountain up to the summit of the mountain and to the peak of the mountain. And basically what it means is it means that we are to go from the level we're at right now to a whole new level. And God said last year, it's crucial that if, if, you're, if you're going to get everything I have for you, then I'm going to need you to elevate. And God spoke to me that word. Man, I was alone with the Lord when God spoke to me and he spoke to me and he spoke to my wife and he spoke to our leaders and our ministers and we got a hold of it. We grasped a hold of it. I said, okay, okay. 
okay, if that's what God wants, then that's what we're going to do. We're going to seek God. We're going to relentlessly pursue God more than we ever have. We're going to relentlessly pursue souls like we never have. We know that's what it's going to take. We know that. And that's what we did all year long, man. We hit the streets, man. We elevated our evangelism. We elevated our intercession. We elevated our men's and women's victory homes. Listen, we the, the, the importance of them and the importance of prayer in those homes and the Word of God. Holy Ghost Thursday is com- has been completely, uh, totally implemented to the point where it's such a powerful move of God now. Why? Because we had to elevate. We were at a place where it was okay. It was good, but it wasn't good enough. And God said, you need to get to another place, a, a higher place. Now, here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, let's start reading from verse 25. We read, is Jesus is saying, he says, that, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. In chapter 6, verse 25, he says, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? I know somebody said, no, food's important. I heard that pozole in the cafe. I'm, I hope they have some left. Huh? You know, that's the way we are, though. We're humans, right? That's the way we think. Verse 26 says, look at the birds. They don't have, they don't plant. They don't harvest. They don't store food in barns or, uh, or, or their heavenly, uh, for, for, or any of that. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you more, more valuable to him than they are? Can, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Verse 28 says, and why worry about your clothing? Because I want to look good. Oh, it doesn't say that. But why, why worry about your clothes? Just look. Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Verse 30 says, And if God cares so wonderfully for, flower, for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have such little faith? God said, elevate your faith. Verse 31, look what he says in verse 31. He says, so don't worry about these things. Saying, what else will we eat? Or what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. And then here's the kicker. This, this, this is where it's at. He says, seek, the King James says, seek ye first. But the, King, the new king just says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. In other words, Jesus was saying, elevate your hunger for the presence of God. Elevate your chase for the presence of God more than anything. Yes, it's important that you eat. Yes, it's important that you work. Yes, it's important that you, that you have clothes. Yes, it's important. But those should not be the first things on your mind. You shouldn't be chasing money. You shouldn't be chasing people. You shouldn't be chasing things. You ought to be chasing God, he said. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not just the kingdom, but his righteousness. What does it mean to seek his righteousness? It means that you want to be more like him. You want to have his attributes. You want to walk like him. You want to talk like him. You want to act like him. And I mean, you can't just wave your hand and do miracles, but you can pray. 
In other words, chase God. Elevate your chase. Be a God chaser. Elevate your prayer. Because that's how you get in the presence of God. Being hungry for his presence and relentlessly pursuing God elevates your prayer life, elevates your connection to God in fashions you can't even imagine. See, God challenged us to elevate those things. He mandated last January, the early part of this year, that we would elevate our prayer here at Victory Outreach Albuquerque. That us as ministers, as leaders, as a congregation, as victory homes, that we, the, the young people, the gang, the kids gang, that we would elevate our connection with God. That we wouldn't just depend on everybody else's prayers, although it's nice to have them. We wouldn't just depend on the church to get us through, but that we would begin to tap into the presence of God at home. That we start to tap into God's presence like never before. That we, when we walk into the house of God, we already come filled up, ready to worship the God, the Lord. We already come ready. We're not, we're we're not like sappy, thirsty, and like just dry. And it's okay. Sometimes we're going to be like that. You're going to be a little dry, and you need a drink of water. Sometimes you're going to need to come to the well right here because this, this is a Holy Ghost well here, and we know that it's a Holy Ghost hospital. And sometimes you need to come, and you're dry, and you need to come and get a word from God. But the, but you, I'm telling you, God said, elevate your prayer and your faith to the point that when you walk to the doors of the house, you walk in there like a boss, man. You walk and say, you know what? I've already been in prayer today, but now I'm going to come and join with the rest of my brothers and sisters i'm going to join with my leaders i'm going to join with my pastor now because i got the holy ghost upon me right now i'm full of the holy ghost see we were challenged not to just pursue god but to relentlessly pursue him huh think about it relentless being relentless i mean like you don't stop nothing stops you one of the greatest, I think one of the greatest examples in all the Word of God of somebody who chased God, who pursued God, and even though he had, and he had troubles in life too. He had issues, man, but God, as he chased God, God always brought him close to him. And that's David. You think about how many love David, man, He's cutting off heads and the giants and killing giants and just taking, taking people out. I heard somebody, a good, a good friend of our ministry today, he was speaking, he was actually speaking, he's really good friends with Pastor Al. And, and he was speaking at Joel Osteen's church this past week. And he says, I love David, he says. I love David because I like following successful people. He says, and, and David, man, he fought giants and he took the giant's head, he said. And he says, and, you know, he, he's the first person that I've ever heard that actually got a head in life. And the whole place kind of looked, half the people were looking at him like that and other people were laughing. And I don't know what Joel Osteen was doing, but, you know. But I, I love David. There's so much about David's life. There's so much about him. The one thing, though, if you go beyond his warriorship and go beyond his, his talents and his ability to fight and his, all those things is that he was a God chaser. That he was a, he elevated, the one area when he, when he did de-escalate, when he, when he went down to the furthest and sinned and 
sin against God and himself and the kingdom and everybody. When he did, he knew how to get back to God. Oh, I love what he said when the prophet exposed him and rebuked him, told him all those things. He didn't just say like Saul, his predecessor, Saul said, oh, ask God that he'll forgive me. He didn't do it like that. He fell before his own God and he said, oh, God, I messed up. And he just he had a personal thing with God. And at that moment, from that moment on, the Bible says he lived his life. In a righteous, he sought God's righteousness to the point where even in his old age, at the very last of his days, the Bible says about his life that he never went back to the lifestyle that he lived for a little while. He never blew it. He never messed up. Why? Because he learned that sometimes in life you're going to fall down and sometimes you're going to be knocked out a little bit. But he got up and from that point on, he did not let the devil have another bit of play in his life. He walked with God. He talked with God. I love that song. Oh, how he walks with with me oh how he talks with that's what you got to have on your lips you've got to have that kind of stuff inside of you that says you know what all i care about is being in the presence of god and sometimes that's not going to go well with people because that's not what's on their minds and that hurts you a little bit that can mess you up a little bit David was relentless about, about chasing God, about pursuing God, about his presence, man. Everything he writes in the Psalms, you write, you hear all these, man, who can go before the mountain? Who can ascend to the mountain? Who can get, who can elevate to the mountain? I think he says, and think about it, only somebody who's seeking God. Because God's at the mountain. Psalm 5, one of the, one of the most, one of my favorite portions of scripture, right? One of the things I first read when I was saved. Psalm 5, verse 1 through 5 says, Oh Lord, Hear me as I pray. In the, in the, in the New Living Translation, it's, it reads like this. It says, pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help. This is my King and my God, for I pray to, to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning, I bring my request to you and wait patiently. The, the, the New American Standard reads like this. It says, I will order my prayer to you and watch and pray. So he says, I will bring, the, the NLT says, I will bring my request to you and wait expectantly. But the NAS says, I will order my prayer. In other words, I'm going to make sure my life's order is to pray every day. And then I'm going to watch and pray with expectancy. I'm going to stand and I'm going to watch you move. Because I know that if I'm in your presence, nothing can stop me. You see, David the shepherd... The psalmist, the king of the Old Testament, is the author of this remarkable word that says, I'm going to set my order of prayer, and that's going to be my most important, my most crucial, my most vital characteristic. They can say whatever they want to say about me. They can say, they can sing songs that I've killed thousands and ten thousands of Philistines, and they can talk about how all the talent and all the gifting, and they can go ahead and bring up all that old story about Goliath. That's cool man I, they, can, they can talk about his sword that i possess i can do all those things but why i don't want to be known for those things i want to be known as somebody who just pursued god all the days of my life i want to be known for somebody that was hungry for god see in that it reveals a secret to a consistent and energized prayer life we need a consistent and energized 
prayer life. If you get anything out of 2019 from the Elevate series, man, from week to week, from month to month, you better know this, that out of all the other great things, and some of you might even start businesses because God said he wanted to elevate you from having to work for somebody else, and now you're going to be the, you're going to be the lender instead of the borrower. Those are some good messages. They're powerful, and that's good. You should do that. We want to see you blessed. We want to see you starting businesses. We want to see you getting a hold of God and, and being blessed less finance and all those things, but it doesn't do no good. You've been there before. Some of you have had and had not before. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't do no good if you're not in the presence of Almighty God. The secret is contained in his use of the word order here. I order my prayer and I watch him pray. He describes in the, in the manner of which he prays. In other words, my prayer is orderly. Not, not the words. Because, you know, the, the moment you get hung up with words and you, if you say, oh, well, I don't like the way that person prays, that person prays, that means you're legalistic. And I got a great message for you on that one. That's coming. I, I got it all built. It's already ready. I haven't preached it yet. I, went, I, got a, I studied for it, and I had this message. I believe it was ready for a moment, and then the Lord changed my message one Sunday, so I still got it in the archives. I found it today, and I read down about it. If you're, you're, you know you're legalistic if you, and it's just, there's like seven of them. See, I'm pointing at you, but I got to be careful because one's pointing at God, three are pointing back at me. There's something compelling about the way David ordered and arranged his prayer time that, that, that put him back there every single day with the same genuine expectancy. That, to me, my friend, is an elevated prayer life. The fact that you don't just get there and pray, oh, God, i got to go put up with this job again, Lord. And, oh, God, when is my husband going to get it together, God? And, oh, God, when's Pastor Daddy going to get it together, God? And, oh, God, when are they going to do this over here? And, oh, my God, my kids are driving me crazy, God. Please do something. And we got to change that prayer to say, oh, God, I don't know what's going on with my kids, but I know that that it won't be long until they're in the right place where they need to be at with you. Oh, God, I don't know about that man you gave me. I love him with all my heart. I've wanted to kill him many times, but my God, I'll tell you right now, I see you doing a new thing in him right now. I don't see him praying like I pray, but one day he's going to get there. Ooh, I speak it. I declare it now. See, when you get to get, that's genuine consistency. Woo. Wow, there goes my alarm. Stop now. Let's pick it up next week. I'm gonna, let me just begin to land this with this right here. What, what am I saying tonight? Think, think about what I'm saying tonight. I, I, want you to, I want you to catch this. 2019, we had some great times. God spoke to us all year long about elevating. So many areas. Some of our preachers had some great messages about how to elevate in a certain area of your life. And some of you came to these altars and your life changed. You are who you are because one of those altar calls, you made a shift in your mentality. You changed the way you do things now. And you don't do things the way you, that's why you're still saved. That's why you're still serving the Lord. That's why you're right here. That's why God's doing something in your family. God's on the move. Because you made some decisions. You elevated. And that's good. And you've got to continue to do those things. God said tonight, 
let them know all the things I did. The most important thing I wanted to do in their lives is that I want, I love them. I want them close. I want them to be close to me. I want them to elevate their pursuit of me. So I say, to, as David said, as David said, early in the morning shall I seek you. I, I, I just want to be close to you, God. We used to sing a song way back, I don't know if you guys remember, just to be close to you, just to be close to you. And I, I think of all those songs, I think those songs, they mean something. They're more than just lyrics. There's something that we desire, something we, we want to be close to God. Like when I was chasing Barb, and yeah, I chased her. When I chased her, you know me, I'm a hunter. I always get my prey. I, I went after her, man. I just finally, okay, that's enough, baby. Come on, we're getting hitched. Okay. Like, I, 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 ch- I pursued her. I didn't just say, you know, hang out and then wait to see if she called or whatever. I'd call her house. I'd call that, I'd call it. Hello? Who is this? Her mom would say. This is Danny. And she'd say, I like him. Who is that guy? I pursued. You want you want to you want to get you want to elevate you want to you want to become that person that that spouse that that dad that mom that that, that patriarch that matriarch that as you get older and you want to be that grandparent that, that that all the kids just come to you with all the wisdom. You need to elevate. Where, not in your own wisdom, but in the wisdom of God. Where. In the pursuit of God, the closer you get to God, the wiser you get. The closer you get to God, the higher you go, the more righteousness you seek. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. So what is he saying? Let me close with this. I'm going to come to the keyboard. David ordered and arranged his prayer time, and at that thing drew him back every time. It drew him back with consistency and genuine expectancy every single time. That, coupled with his enjoyment of God's presence, led him to make a commitment to daily take his place before God and to watch and pray with that expectancy. Listen, being a God chaser will bring at least three things in your life. I mean, God wants to, God, God will promote you to a place you've never been to. And I'm not talking about earthly promotion. I'm talking about into a spiritual level that you've never been to before. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to elevate who we are in Christ. We should be growing in Christ. It's not the time to just stay the same. It's a new season. We're, a new, we're going to a new decade. Listen, in order to get what God wants to give us in 2020, in order for us to give us what we've, we've been for a long time, God has promised some of you some stuff. You have it written down. And some of you have lost sight of it. And some of you have lost heart for it. But I believe this with all my heart, that if you'll elevate your pursuit of God. You'll get back in it where, he, where you need to be with him. Just to, I'm not talking about like you're in a bad way. I'm talking about just elevating, getting closer to him tonight. If, if you'll do that, you'll be ready for exactly what God wants to pour out 
for you in 2020. You know, when you, when you purchase a plane ticket or, a, or even a train ticket or, or anything, any kind of trip, if you go on a cruise, you, you have to buy tickets. You know, you don't buy the ticket pers- on, the, on, the, on the perspective of where you're at now. You buy that ticket on the perspective of where you want to be. 2020 has got big things for you. Got big things for us, for our church. I see our church packed out beyond to the point where, we, where the guys force and say, Pastor, we have got to have two services. We're, all, we're pretty full in here on a Wednesday night. I, I believe God has so much for us. But we don't want to miss elevating in certain area to be prepared for what God wants to pour out in 2020. Second thing we find there is we find protection. David says, oh, he talks about being under the wings, hiding under the wings of the Eden. And then the last one is, God, there's provision. There's God's provision. So there's promotion, there's protection, there's provision when you're in the presence of God. Some of you right now need protection. Your heart needs to be protected, your mind, your family, your marriage. You find that in the presence of God. Yes, go to the marriage life group. Yes, go to the marriage retreats. Read a book. Yes, awesome. All those are great things. But there's nothing from nothing. Nothing is greater than prayer. Straight prayer. God wants to protect you. See, I could camp out there, but I'm going to say this. In 2019, we learned that if you relentlessly pursue God, he will promote you. He will protect you. He will provide for you. We're at the end of this year. We're at the end of a decade now. 2011, 12, 10, 11, 12, 19. It's over. We're going to 2020. Can you believe it? We're ending that generation. We're going to the transition. And whatever you do, don't enter into 2020 without elevating what God wants you to elevate. Like, you know, we, we know that that our ministers, we, we seek God together. We pray together. We have a hunger for God together. We have a genuine concern about what our future holds for our church. So we gather and we meet and we pray. We ask God, what do you want from our church? What do you want from us? What do you want for us to do to serve the city. What do you want for us? And we genuinely seek God. And God speaks to us. And we move forward and we elevate. Maybe not at the pace we'd like it to. Man, me, I'd like to have it like now. I want it now. I want to go now. But it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's in God's timing. So as, as a leadership, we've really, really focused on that. But tonight, individually, I want to, I want to challenge you. You've got, you've got a whole month in December. Whole month. This whole month to elevate your mentality, your faith. You're going to hear messages all month closing out this series about Elevate. Would you bow your heads with me here this evening? See, we've been challenged again tonight to raise our level of of elevation, to, to elevate our pursuit of God. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. David knew the principle. David knew the secret. The secret was to get into the place where God was at, to find your place with God. I'm going to call an altar call tonight for those of you, you may be here this evening, you maybe you don't know the Lord, or maybe you used to walk with God, used to talk with God. Maybe it's been a long time since you've walked with Him. Maybe it's been a long time since you've had a talk with the Lord. Maybe it's been a while. The last time you had a talk with Him is maybe a while back. 
and I, I want to challenge you to elevate your talk with God. I want to, I want to, I want to challenge you tonight to elevate your prayer, man. Not, not, not to, not, not to, not to just go normal, regular prayer, but to, but to, but come back with consistency every day with that genuine hunger for God, that genuine requesting from God, and not just because you have to, because I got to pray because I'm a Christian. I got to pray because I'm in the home. I got to pray because I'm a leader. I got to pray because that's what they say. If I don't pray, I don't stay, and I'm just going to come before the Lord and just get my, that say. No, God said, elevate your pursuit. Elevate your words. Elevate who you are with God. I want to ask you, if, if you're here tonight, you don't know the Lord, then I'm going to ask you to, to give your heart to God tonight. I believe with all my heart that the Spirit of God is right here. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer that will either bring you to the Lord for the first time or maybe maybe you, you've been, you walk, haven't walked with God for a long time. So it's time for me to get back in the grace of God. It's time for me to get in that place where I just pursue God. And lastly, for those of you who say, Pastor, I want to begin the process right now. I have lacked in some areas of pursuing God or elevating. There's a couple areas that come to my mind right away, and I want to make sure tonight that I acknowledge before the Lord that I am going to work hard this month. I'm going to do all I can to get close to God. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to close out this year of 2019. I'm going to close out with, with a close walk with God, with a, with a relentless pursuit of God. I'm going to chase God like never before. I'm going to close out here. It's going to be more important to me than things. It's going to be more important to me than food or the, or clothing like the, like, like Jesus said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to serve God through elevating my pursuit of him. I'm going to serve God by my prayer life. I'm going to get a hold of God. If that's you here tonight, as they sing this song, I just want to open up this altar for those of you who say, Pastor, I want to I pray for me so that I can elevate. I want to elevate my life. I want to elevate my next step. I want to be ready for 2020. I want to make sure that beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I am in the right place chasing after God. I want to be in that place where the Lord knows that I'm hungry for Him. I want to elevate my hunger for God. I want to elevate my that, that place where I, I, my first thing that's most important to me is be close to God before it's close to anything else or anybody else. I want to be close to God. I want to walk with Him. I want to talk with Him. I want to, I want to worship Him. I want to just love God. I just want to stand right there in the presence of God. I want to be in His presence every day, every morning. I want to lock in with Him. I want to lock in with Him. I want to lock in with God. I want to trust Him. I want Him to know that I trust Him more than I do money. I want Him to know that I trust Him more than I do anything else. I trust God. I trust the Lord. I trust the presence of God, man. Come on, elevate your presence right now.
Don't be mechanical tonight. Don't be mechanical tonight. Just find God tonight. Find Him tonight in your worship. Find Him at this altar call tonight. Say, God, I want you to, I need you to fill me, God.